1: Welcome, all of
2: you intentional spirits. Wow, it's always such a privilege and a pleasure to be with all of you and your amazing energy. Whether you're tuning in and listening to audio or you're actually live with us on Facebook Live, it's we're just so thankful. I feel so blessed that all of you share the show, that you connect, and that you're engaged. It just makes uh, all the difference in the world, as we say all the time. There's a big difference between people who are intentional and people who have good intentions. You know, very often we have good intentions. We write things on a to-do list or a checklist. We connect. We uh, make promises to ourselves that sometimes we don't keep because we respond to circumstances versus what it is to be an intentional spirit. So that being said, We have a guest with us today that truly is an intentional spirit. He is of great support to people going through circumstances and supporting them in all the changes of life. It is my good pleasure, brought back by popular demand, to have with us Rick Finbo, who is an incredible psychic medium. He is a spiritual student. He actually uh, makes claim to Mile High in Denver, Colorado, Rick, welcome to the show today. So glad you're here.
3: Ah, uh, thank you, Temple. Great to see you.
2: <laughs> well, you're you're a blessing to be seen, and to share with people, give them a little bit of background uh, about you. Um, how did you get on this path? How did you start your journey? And um, what's a nice guy like you doing in a place like this? <laughs>
3: Well, I'm what's known as a natural-born psychic temple, um, and that means that as a child, um, I'm empathic, and I have the three Cs, which are clairaudience, clairvoyant, and essence, which means I see, hear, and feel energy and vibration. So as a child, I was picking up everybody's diseases and problems, and so I was sick almost all the time. I was a very sickly child. Um, and then as I got older, into my teens, I learned how to ground myself and not take on other people's illnesses. So at the age of 5, I was diagnosed with asthma and emphysema, and at the age of 10, my grandfather, that's what he passed away of. And that's when I started to learn, oh, this wasn't my stuff. So, um, and then it went on and on. Um, In my teens, I was always interested back then in the 60s and 70s, it was called the occult. So it wasn't new age, it wasn't you know, really accepted that much. So I went to an occult store um, and I was really attracted to the tarot. So I picked up a deck and I just started reading and I would read for friends and family members and they'd be like, how do you know these things? And I'd be like, I don't know. And so it, I just allowed it to happen. Um, so and I've, I've been um, reading professionally now for 37 years, since I was 20. So um, that's a long time, and this is a practice. Um, everybody can do it. Everybody has intuition. Everybody has it at a different level, and then it can be um, practiced and brought into, just like a doctor's practice. This is a practice. The more you do it, the better you get at it, the more confident you get at it. Um, so for 37 years I've been doing this, and that seems like a long time, but to me it seems like it just happened yesterday. Um, and it's always fun, and it's always amazing. To me, I amaze myself, which is part of the fun. And I really have learned that the vibration to, to be able to do this, the vibration that you want to be in is the vibration of fun and joy. Rather than being scared or feeling negative, you really need to make sure that I make sure that I am always in alignment before I do a reading, and I'm, I always wake up in the morning and I, I do my rituals that make me in alignment every day. And we can talk about that too, about gratitude. Um, I told you last night that we're going to talk about that a little bit today, the attitude of gratitude, because most of the people that I know, all even my clients that are very successful, have an attitude of gratitude, and I know that you have that also, Temple. So it's great. No, I-
2: I think what's coming to mind is I remember many years ago I, I wanted to meet Willard Fuller. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but at the time he was being featured on all these talk shows because he was a Baptist minister turned faith healer who could fill people's teeth with the gold uh, to replace their fillings. He could do this out-of-the-box miraculous work. With the healing of people, and that's why he got out of the Baptist movement is because the Baptists, or his particular group, didn't believe that those kind of things, you know, were possible. But I remember going to this little small city in Palatka, Florida, and he had, you know, people. We were just spellbound, you know, listening to everything he said, you know. And he said, uh, "If you want us and people were going, "You, you speak in tongues and you do all this stuff and." How do you do it? How do you do it? And he said, well, here's the secret. And We all kind of leaned forward. And he said, you have to open your mouth. <laughs> and we were just expecting, you know, some kind of scientific theory or, you know, whatever. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Because to you, this is so second nature. You know, you do it like brushing your teeth. Oh, I'm brushing my teeth. Oh, I just had an intuition thing about Sarah's dog, and I need to call her, and oh, this happened, and this coworker. You know, it's so second nature to you, and you're saying, you know, hey, all of you people listening, um, and the thousands of you that are tuning in, you can do this too, and they're like, what? But what I'm hearing you say is you have to open the door. You know, with Willard Fuller, he said you got to open your mouth, you're saying you've got to open the door and is there any particular kind of thing i know for me Rick the breakthrough came when i was willing to share my thoughts out loud with other people because it used to scare me growing up yeah i think i talked about this being highly sensitive I could watch a television show when someone was being diagnosed of a medical condition, and by the end of the show, I had the condition. And one of the things that stood out in my mind about you is you said, because I have read about you as well, is that you had a lot of sickness when you were a child because you were taking people's stuff on, right?
3: Yes. Yes. And that's true. I do the same thing. I have to make sure that I'm very intentional on what I watch on TV, I can't watch the news. You know, because that's all sensationalism. And when I hear it, it's just like right in your face. You know, there's so many miracles going on and what they're focusing on is negative. So I can't focus on that because I will just, it'll just be like, oh, let's go down that rabbit hole. So, So I make sure, and it's hard these days too, to find a fun comedy even. A lot of the sitcoms and the comedies they become very dark. And, you know, like, it's like, oh, I thought this was going to be a feel-good musical. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So I'm very cautious of, and I make um, choices that way. So I make choices in with my intention of having fun and it being light and, and easy. Because if it's not, I can take that on and I can go down that rabbit hole. So I don't want to do that. I make sure that I take care of myself first, and I will tell you when I like because you know I'm an animal communicator, and one of the things that I've learned doing this work is that animals will talk to us if we're willing to listen. So everybody wants to be heard, including your pets, but who's listening? So when I so when people bring me their dogs and their cats, they bring them to my office, and I, or I go to their home and I ask them questions. I'm like, "What what do you want to know?" They want to usually they want to know something about why they have separation anxiety or some of those things are like what happened in their past because they were a rescue. And then I ask the dog that or the cat that, and then I just listen. And the the dogs and the cats their eyes like like they're like, "Are you listening to me? Can you hear me?" That's what they're doing because they're all about vibration. So, if you just listen ask the question, and then take time to listen. Even in our own lives, that's what we really need to do more of. That's what's kind of missing in the world right now because we're so connected and doing 20 things at once. You know, this is set up, this mind is set up like a search engine. It is a search engine. It's an amazing search engine that is always asking questions. But you've got to be still enough to hear the answer. And that's where the intuition comes in. It's like, that's what you need to do. And you need to do it from a place of integrity, a place of being balanced. So, and when you're in balance, when you are in that spot, that sweet spot of just fun, joy, then you can just listen and hear. You can ask the questions and listen and hear the answers. Ask and you shall receive. It's just in the Bible. It's everywhere. Ask and you shall receive. But the problem is, I've learned too, from clients, through clients, that we're, a lot of times we're asking the wrong questions or we're asking questions that have more than a simple answer. You know, and every question is really two questions, like the lack of it and what you really want. So if you say, where's my million dollars? How come I don't have a million dollars? Well, the things that come up in that question are, you know, well, I can't have it because I don't want to work that hard. Or things like that, you know? And then on the other end of the stick is, I really want to have that because then I can spend it and I can help people and do things. So it's like two different questions from one question. So, And you need to be in a place where you can hear that right answer, why you want it, why it would be great, and that type of thing. And then you have the vibration of, wow, I already have a million dollars. Because I have amassed, most of us are millionaires, we don't even realize it. Over the years, we have amassed millions of dollars. Even if you're in a a $40,000-a-year job, that over time becomes millions.
2: It absolutely does. It absolutely does. I love how you're highlighting that for a a regular, you know, non-practicing intuitive or psychic layperson for them to really resonate with that Um, because we tend to develop habits like you're talking about. I know for... um, a number of years, you know, in counseling with people, I would be so into, first of all, it was improving my listening and hearing what they were saying. But then I evolved from that. I mean, I, I am listening. I am being present. But I evolved from that because I started listening to what they weren't saying. And I started hearing something, you know, underneath and then I evolved or expanded. I don't want to evolve makes me sound like, you know, big brain lady. But, you know, I expanded then from another place of, I would say, can I just have a moment in silence because I think I'm getting something, you know, and I'm picking up something and something's, um, you know, coming to mind. And and I, I just want to hear that. And, um, and and you do that so innately and so naturally But I'm also urging, you know, people out in the field to, it's an evolution. You know, it's something that you step further into. You become a little bit more bold. You become a little bit more courageous. And I love um, uh, when you were here in St. Petersburg, and you were up on stage, and, you know, there were a lot of people here, and my dog uh, knew right away. And went running up on stage, he was actually telling you he'd be happy to assist you. <laughs> and he was wanting to know, where are all the other dogs and cats? Because I know you can communicate with us on a level. We really need your help because we have parents that only think that we bark and meow. We need help. <laughs>
3: Like, I'm talking, and they're not listening to me. <laughs>
2: That's I know. Okay. Help us. Give us the microphone. Well, uh, tell us a story or two, because you are, an, yes, you are a great intuitive and psychic medium with people. But tell us a couple of stories, because, see, I'm also all about wanting the world to realize that the animals are smarter than we are. So tell us a couple of stories of things that you've had happen um, with animals. Okay. Um, And before we do that, we're on Facebook Live
3: also. Um, Can you make the screen so we're side by side?
2: Now, that's a psychic question to ask somebody. Uh...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right now I'm in a little box.
2: (laughs) Are you? Even when you're talking? To yeah. Me, I you're... Yeah, I. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I can.
3: <laughs> I can still see everybody. <laughs> I can see you. That's important. So, so it's perfect. Um, so, um, asking me about um, animals and how their vibration. Um, what I've learned is that most of the time, ninety-nine percent of the time, whatever your animals have going on. You have that going on somewhere in your life too. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I went to, so I very rarely go to people's houses, but I do on occasion. I get this feeling that, like, it's okay to go to their house and they need, need my help and, and maybe they have a dog that isn't as mobile, that type of thing. So um, every now and then I go to people's houses if they ask me to, to um, work with their animals. And I worked with one um, particular lady. And she was just um, 50 feet tied. really. It was really kind of sad. Her, um, she had two little chihuahuas, two little chihuahuas, beautiful little dogs. Um, and she loved these dogs, and the dogs loved her. But she was allowing them to run her. Like, they were the alpha. there was one in particular, her name was Mia, that was running her, was the alpha dog in the pack. So she, I, I went to her house. She said, you have to see the house. And I was like, okay, I really do have to go to her house. And I went in, and she had taken up all the carpets, and there were um, pee pads and potty pads everywhere all over the house. Like these dogs had the run of the house. And Mia was a very um, boisterous little (laughs) chihuahua, and she was having a lot of problems with her. And what we came down to is that she, um, the client, had a lot of um, abuse in her past um, um. and, you know, domestic abuse and things like that. She's out of it now, but then she was having it with one of her dogs. Her dog was really abusing her, so, and the dog just wanted to please her. So I worked with the dog for really about 10 minutes, and I learned that she knew what no meant, and she knew what to do, and she was, very, she was eager to please. She was eager to sit and stay and all those things and all those things that she never really worked with that animal with. So by the time I left, it was just an hour I spent with her, and I've just heard from her again. I've heard from her like two or three times saying how much her life has changed and how much her the animals are so much better from her taking control and her being the alpha dog, which she thought was the opposite, because we love, you know, and, and they are all unconditional love, but they also are pack animals. And they need someone to take the lead. And it needs to be us, not them. And they, they live to serve. And that brings up something that I've learned from the animals. Serving, being in a place of serving, you also have to be in a place of receiving. Because it's a flow. So when animals receive that, they give us service and we give them service by taking care of them, feeding and watering them. You know, and they have amazing lives. They have it worked out. You know, I wouldn't mind coming back as a dog in my next life. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: I want to come back as my dog.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, you're because <laughs> I get to sleep, I get, it, I get to play, I get to eat. I have it made. <laughs>
2: It's really powerful. I do appreciate what you're offering uh, in education and and with people. Um, I'll always remember the story about the black jaguar that was taken to a sanctuary, and they they had named him Diablo, and he was very adversarial and um, had this fighting spirit, and everybody was terrified of him, and they brought in someone like you, And the person leaned against the cage. And he said to them, I don't like my name. I mean, won't that make you cry? Like, I don't like my name. I don't like to be called Diablo. And, oh, by the way, what happened to the two cubs that I was with at the other sanctuary? It's like, whoa. You know, it's like even the guy that had the sanctuary for the animals, He couldn't believe that animals can communicate with us the way they can. And they changed his name to spirit, and everything changed, you know, totally and completely. I used my um, intuitive ability to fix the screen. Are you happier? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I said, I can do this. I know it. I feel it. I can do it. I, I am capable. I cannot do it. Help me,
3: help me, help me. So anyway, enough of that. That Yes. Yeah, new technology. We live in an amazing time when we have all this technology. I mean, if if the listeners can see, we have phones going on, we have iPads, we have computers, we have all this stuff going on. I think it's an amazing time. It really is an amazing time. I love the technology, but then I love to turn it off. Because we need yep. that time. Even if it's just 15 minutes a day, you know, meditation, 15 minutes a day. And that's another thing I want to say because it, it helps me and it helps everybody. And meditation doesn't have to be this home and, and really, you know, just if you can still your brain and maybe just think about your breath for about 15 minutes. But just try not to think about 20 things like we always have going on. And it's amazing what that does. And turning off this technology but this technology, this age we're in, is amazing.
2: It really is. It really is. So that's part of your daily ritual, and that's how you continue to develop and be an open channel, is that you start the day with gratitude. And do you start in the in the beginning of the day with meditation or whenever you get a sense that you need it? Yeah, I start the day
3: in gratitude. So that attitude of gratitude... Even when I had a, a job that was, you know, like 9 to 5 type of job, and I, because I, I've been doing this part-time, full-time, part-time, full-time all my life, and now full-time again for the last 10 years, and it's been amazing. And even when I had a job where you have to set an alarm, I would set the alarm 10 minutes before and wake up so I had 10 minutes to just lie in bed and just go through my life, just start up with simple things like, even if you're in a bad space, even if maybe you're not feeling so well that day, but you just get up and you start thinking about the things that you're grateful for, like running water, simple things, my bed, my pillows, my husband. I'm very fortunate to have an amazing husband, supportive husband, Dr. David Goldberg, you know. And you're very fortunate to have a wonderful wife, Bebe. And we're just so fortunate to have this stuff. So even when you're not feeling your best, you can find things to be grateful for, and, you know, running water, heat, my car, and then it goes on from there. And just for 10 minutes, it, it starts the day off. It's just like if you wake up in the morning and you crawl out of bed and you stub your toe and the whole day goes to crap because it's kind of like that's how you started the day. That's what happens. So this way, you're before you even get out of bed, you're already in a great place of gratitude. Then you get more to be grateful for as the day goes on. And more and more and more. And I do meditate. I usually meditate. Um, and for me, meditation is in the form of taking a bath or in the shower. That's very meditative for me. So if I'm a lot of times if I have a lot of readings, I take time like in between readings. If I have a couple hours in between readings. The other day I, I did three readings in a row, three hours. And then I had two hours off. I came home and I took a shower. And that water just washed over me. I allowed that to wash over me. And I'm grateful in the shower, just meditative. And then I'm ready for the rest of the readings for the rest of the day. So it's just like that. And you can do it anytime. You can do it when you get in your car. I think I told you the last time I saw you that when I get in my car, before I even turn the key on, I focus on my breath. Like, okay, I'm in the car. Even if I'm late, and I'm I'm very rarely late because I'm an early person because I don't want to stress, so I just make sure that I'm there. I leave early and I get there early. And so I sit in the car for a moment and just focus on my breath just for a moment. Like, okay, I'm going to take a big, big deep breath in and a big, deep breath out, and now I'm going to start the car. Rather than running around, trying to get somewhere, and it's not going to help. It's not, what, are you going to be a minute earlier? Right. That's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. But it will matter in whether you are in alignment when you get there or not. Take that breath.
2: That's really powerful. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the element of water, hearing it, listening, showering, those kind of things, clears the emotional body. So it's so yeah. beautiful that you are doing you're doing that just as an automatic practice because a lot of people wouldn't honor that. They would say, I did it already, I did it, you know, once or when people are in tremendous grief or they're going through major changes, I'll I'll ask the question, and I'll say, Have you been feeling like, you know, that you want to take several of baths every day? Um, and they went, How did you know that? And I went, Well, because of your emotions, you know because of the emotions that you're having.
3: I can't hear you. I lost your, I lost the sound.
2: Oh, can you hear me now? Now you're back. Oh, well, that's interesting. (laughs) I guess there was only just a few that were meant to hear that. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) It only applied to the people that needed to hear it, I guess. Maybe that was just me and the dog. I don't know. Anyway, moving right along. (laughs) What has been, um, so you were talking about then clearing and clearing between people, and uh, also you were saying that you prepare yourself when you're going to see a person. I, I think that was an important po- point that you made because you make sure that you're not bringing your stuff to the table. And yeah. I think that's practice, whether you're going to be a psychic, whether you're an intuitive healer, whether you're just going to be a good friend or you're going to be yeah. sitting at a meeting and you're in corporate America, we can't urge that enough. Please clear your stuff before you show up. So you don't yeah. project that, you know, onto everybody else because that's what happens, isn't it? We layer our stuff onto other people. Yeah, yeah. that was a powerful point that you made. Yes, you're Yeah.
3: Being clear and, and just starting off in alignment. And um, I know that your numerology, I believe that you're an 8 in your soul number. Is that correct? Were you born on the 27th?
2: No, you want to check me out? Is that what you're saying? I am uh, August the 16th.
3: 16th, do I, okay.
2: Do I have to say the year?
3: <laughs> no, no, no. We just <laughs> go by the day you were born.
2: I'm kidding. I don't <laughs> mind. I'm 1958.
3: Yeah, and I don't need your, I need your year, but that's good. She <laughs> was
2: afraid of that. It's just, it's just a number anyway.
3: <laughs> it's just a number anyway.
2: That's right.
3: <laughs> so, um, But we can go into numerology. I don't know whether we need to take a break first or um, we can do that now. Nope.
2: nope. Okay. We continue
3: on. Okay. So one of the things I do to start a reading is I give you a numerology reading from your date of birth. And there's a soul number, which is your day that you were born, just your, the day you were born. I was born on the 23rd. You were born on the 17th. So if everybody listening, if they want to do this, just um, find the number that you were born on. So if you were born on a double-digit number, add the two digits together. So I was born on the 23rd, so I will add the 2 and the 3, and you get 5. 2 and 3 equals 5. You were born on the 17th, so 1 and 7 is 8, Correct. Right. so yeah this is where I was coming from I knew you were an eight so, okay.
2: so what does that mean I'm an eight Exactly.
3: <laughs> I'm into that so and this is fun and so there's a soul number which is the soul number which is your day of birth the date the day that you were born um, the 17th for you um, is your soul number what you know of yourself and then if you add all the digits across and bring them down to a I don't know why I'm hearing myself again on on the phone. Anyway, so there's okay. Um, Anyway, um, if you add all the numbers across from your whole date of birth—the the the month, the day, and the year—and then bring it down to a single digit if it's a double digit, and then bring that down to a single digit if it's another double digit, because sometimes that happens. So you're looking for a single digit from one to nine. Um, on your soul number and on your personality number. It's very easy to do. We'll just do the soul number now. Um, Okay. And so you come into this life on the 17th, which is 1 and 7, which is 8. And 8s are drama queens. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Actually, so I came up with little little sayings about (laughs) person that's funny, but what it really means is harmony and balance. Uh, so, eights, yes, eights are all about harmony and balance. You want the world to always be in balance like this, but the world is always like this. And for people like you that are eights, it can feel like it's really off if it's just a little off. It can feel like it's really bad, okay? Yeah. So, so the challenge there is to know that it's not as bad as you think it is, Okay. Because you go right to that. Now, because you're harmony and balance, and that's what you know of yourself, people would be drawn to you because they know that you will bring them harmony and balance, which is a great gift. And you have that. I know that you do that, and I've seen you do that, and you do that for everybody around us, around you. And so that harmony and balance, you bring us that harmony and balance. But for you, when you get out of balance, the first thing you need to do is step back and figure out whether you have been taking on somebody else's stuff to make them feel better, to make them in balance. And usually that's the case. And then you need to say, okay, no, I need to make sure I'm in balance first and then help others, not the other way around.
2: That's powerful.
3: Yeah, Yeah, not take care of everybody else first, okay? So that's the eight. So for the people out there that are are ones, that they're – day of birth is either they're born on the first, or their day of birth, if it's a two-digit number, comes down to a number one, like somebody that was born on the 10th would be a one. Somebody, okay, so, and on and on. Um, so the ones, those are scatterbrains. So kind of kind of like the scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but not really, I think you're of that, of the ones. Um, But it's really an amazing number. It means that they're old souls. They come into this life with a lot of different talents, a lot of different interests, because they've lived so many past lives. And their goal is to learn about focusing, because whatever they focus on, they can manifest. So they really need to be sure that they're focusing only on what they want and not on what they don't want, because a lot of times ones can be warriors. And if you're worrying about something, you can, it's actually focusing on what you don't want. So they need to make sure that they only focus on what they want, and they can manifest that. Great manifestors are the ones. Okay? And then if there are twos, um, any twos out there, I'm a two on my personality number, all of the numbers added up. Um, and that means intuitive. Um, it also means sleepy heads. <laughs> and I can attest for that. I love my sleep. I love my naps. And it's because twos usually process their daily life through their dream state. Whether you remember your dreams or not, it doesn't matter. It's just what you do. So if you don't get a good night's sleep or enough sleep, you will feel kind of out of balance the next day. So that's why I tell twos, it's okay to take a nap. If you get overwhelmed, if you take a little five-minute nap, you'll wake up and the world will be off your shoulders. So I'm giving twos permission to sleep. So. So, and they're very intuitive. Listen to the first response. They'll never be wrong, okay? Yes. Um, And then the number threes, um, these are the meddlers, kind of like Mrs. Kravitz on on the bewitched. (laughs) Anyway, not really. They are very loving and nurturing people. Threes are loving and nurturing, and they like to take care of everybody. But their challenge is, like the eight, to take care of themselves first and then everybody else, not the other way around. Same thing as like being on a plane. Make sure you put your oxygen mask on before you help others because how are you going to help somebody if you don't have any breath? So that's what the threes are here to learn, nurture themselves first and then others. Um, great nurturers, though. And then we come to the fours. The fours are control freaks. So, so, But it's really a strong number. It's
2: really, names, don't they? They come up with some names. <laughs> So fours are
3: control rates. It's a strong number. Yes. The fours came in to learn about control and controlling the control. They're usually the type of person that will say, get out of my way. I'll do it myself because I know I'll get it done. They make great entrepreneurs because they can control their own business. Um, So if you're a four, you came into life to learn about control and being in control. So being controlling is trying to do everything yourself. And being in control is knowing when to delegate and when to ask for help. That's what you came in to learn about. And if you get to that point where you're in control that you can ask for help and um, know when to ask for help, that's a great space to be in, control. That's a great number, a great strong number. Um, And then we get to the fives. Fives are the liners. because they're like, I know it, I sense it, I want it now.
2: Is that you? You're a five, right? Are you a five? Yes, I am a five. That's,
3: That's right, because I, I was born on the twenty third. So I'm I'm yeah I'm a whiner. I'm like yep, I know it. I sense it. I feel it. I want it now. Because so, <laughs> so, I get bored easily. Fives get bored easily. Um and um they are great though teachers. Teaching and learning go together, and learning and teaching goes together. So fives are great when they are teaching or learning. They're happiest like learning anything new for them brings in the lust for life or teaching or training, okay? That's the five. Now that we get to the sixes, sixes are wishy-washers, <laughs> <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like Charlie Brown, like I don't know, but n- not really. They, they, are, they come into this life to learn about making decisions and choices by how it feels rather than by what they think because they're the type that will wonder if the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. So so sixes need to just step back and say, how does this feel when they're faced with a decision or a choice, especially around relationships? Does this feel good? If it does, don't second-guess it. If it feels indifferent or it feels bad, then you're allowed to second-guess it, okay? So, okay? But they need to learn to listen to that, like listen to how it feels rather than by what they think. And then the sevens, if your number is seven. Um, sevens are speed demons, like speed racer. Um, they like speed. They usually tend to drive fast because they like the scenery going by fast. Sevens usually welcome change or they really don't like change. Um, so there's that kind of like a, a dual thing there. But usually sevens welcome change. They get bored easily also. Um, and they always have to be on the go. They're very upbeat people. People see them as upbeat people. Like you want to be around because... There's always something going on with them. It's good. Yeah. So, And that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be okay with change. Like they came in to learn about it's part of my destiny to have a lot of change in my life, and it's okay. Um, and then the eights we've already gone through because you're an eight. And then the nines, finally the nines. These are organized quarters because they like to take care of details, but they also love the home. The home is very important to them doesn't matter where they live. It just needs to be safe and secure for them. Um, And usually nines tend to be people that um, can be better at one-on-one, maybe a coach or um, or have clients one-on-one rather than in large groups. Um, Because they have a lot of knowledge and wisdom that comes to them from above and they give it out freely. But it's better at one-on-one than in large groups. So that's all nine numbers. That just tells me a little bit, when I do your numerology, it tells me a little bit about what you came into life to learn about. And it's always exciting, and it always hits the mark, um, which just kind of opens it up for me to use the tarot, because that's what I use as my medium to help me focus my intuition, to spread the deck out and get a clear picture of what's going on in
2: your life. That's really powerful, and... We have a number of people listening, and I would urge you to put into your comments what your number is and share it with us if you're willing to do so. And remember, you don't have to put the year that you're born, born like some of us, and that might lessen the load for sure, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. And I, I love those things because they're like nice maps, you know. They're they're tools, and they're um, giving us insight, Um and I just want to honor the people that have been making comments so far. We really appreciate it. Uh, Rick and I stepped out, and we're being bold and brave because we really wanted to try this different way of communicating on Facebook that we could actually be together instead of it just uh, being me talking all the time and having audio with someone. So we will perfect it. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for staying the course. It's what it's about. You know, you got to step out there and, be bold and be brave, and you know, step into it. Um, with your with your your years of doing um, your readings, did you did you ever have a time where you're like you question yourself, or did you consider? Has it always been you were very clear all your life? This is part of what you're to do, regardless of how many hours or how much time you did it. You just knew.
3: I, I have always known that. But there believe me there have been times there there have been times where you question it everybody goes through it um, and you really have to get over I was just talking to a client yesterday about getting over the fear of being right uh, not the fear of being wrong but the fear of being right is a it's a uh, big waste and, and you just really have to kind of do it to get through it um, I found that I really had to do it to get through it um, and there, there were times, and see, I really teach also that you get to control this. So if there's some part of this that you don't like or you feel uncomfortable with, because there's so many different ways that spirit can, can come through. Um, so, so when I was in my 30s, I used to allow people from the other side to kind of come through me take on my body, and I would give the people a message that way. And I found that very taxing on me. I could only do one. I could, and it was exhausting. So I learned to say, no, that's not how you're going to do that. That's not how I want to do this. And they don't do that anymore. You know, it's like you have control of this. So, And you have to learn that. You have to, it's all about learning it. And in the process of letting go of the fear of being right, Um, let alone the fear of being wrong, and knowing that people get what they need, just having that knowing, and you can't hold on to it, and you can't have the emotion that's involved with some of the stuff, some of the things that they come to me with are really challenging, and some are horrific. I used to be able to do in Las Vegas, when I was in Las Vegas, I worked out of a shop there, and... um, I, there was a couple other readers there that were very, um, one was a a forensic anthropologist was her title. Um, So, you know, all this forensic stuff. And she would draw all this drama into the shop, like people would come in with missing children and really serious stuff. And so I did some of the missing children cases and I was successful at it, but it was so emotionally hard for me that I decided I didn't want to do that kind of work anymore. I, and, and now now that, that vibration, I don't usually attract that anymore. The people that are attracted to me now are people about, like they want to know whether they're on the right path. They want to know, um, there, there's major things like relationship things, things like that that are going on, but they're not all, like it's not the drama of court cases and things like that. Because I decided that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And there are some great people out there that do do that and are able to do that, but I might just be too sensitive for that. So when you are doing this type of work, you get to control it and you get to figure out what your niche is, you know. And I, I love, like, helping people with entrepreneur questions, anything, really, anything. Um, and, and some of the stuff that comes through people that have, people that have passed, I've even done um, a murder cases and things like that. But most of them have um, a better outcome than what you would think. Mm-hmm. So, And I know that the people that are drawn to me now, that the vibration that comes, I may not know at first, but at the end of the reading, I know why they came to me. I know how I could help them. I hope that I help them. And that's the best you can do. When I first started, I used to light a candle, a white candle, and say, just let me be the best reader for this person. Just as simple as that.
2: Yeah. What's supposed to happen will happen. I I love that. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about uh, on my own path and some of the people tuning in today, I happen to know um, one or two of them, and they too are, you know, highly sensitive and gifted people. And what's coming to mind that really uh, changed my life is when I remembered that I am responsible to my gift and how I share it. I'm responsible for that, but I'm not responsible for. So I'm responsible to, but I'm not responsible for. I'm not responsible for how it's heard or how it's internalized or not heard. Because sometimes it's not heard. And so there's a great freedom in that, isn't there?
4: You know, yeah,
2: making, making that distinction uh, because it is, um, I, I, I know along the way, you know, early on in my life, I, I like my gifts made me uncomfortable, you know, because I felt too much or picked up too much or, and then I thought, well, people... When I would ask them, are you thinking about this, or has this been going on? And they go, no. And I would think, God, wonder why they don't feel like they could tell me the truth. And I realize sometimes it's because I knew it before they did. You know, and that that is what you're talking about, of not being afraid to be be right. I want to remind everybody what your website is. It's Ask a Medium, isn't it?
3: No, it's psychicrick.com.
2: Well, good thing I asked. (laughs) Ask the media in my email. PsychicRick.com Yes, Yes. everybody definitely want to connect with with Rick and learn from him and connect with him. And He is immensely talented with animals and and people and um, just really, he's just very well known wherever he goes. He always... Draws a crowd. Yes, it's, it, well, it, I think it's, um, it's such a gift to humanity that so many people have been taught to think in a box. And when we have conversations with people that are intentional spirits like you, it, it frees the box. It it makes people's world bigger and insightful, you know. And, and my knowing is that, um, those of you that have, Children and grandchildren that are gifted. That even though you might not understand it, you'll connect with people like Rick who does. Because I think that's the that's such a blessing. Um, where you were fortunate, uh, James Van Prague was fortunate, and you know your birthdays are the same day. By the way, I didn't know if you knew that, but you know that you're aware. I mean, you were fortunate. In those ways that you are in family systems or support systems that said we see you and keep on keeping on, there are a number of people in their own sacred woundology that have forgotten their gifts or abandoned their gifts or put the attic on top of the gift um, because they were so negated early on. And that to me is one of the greatest things you offer is that you're willing to speak about it and talk about it. And. You're out of the closet. Thank you for coming out.
3: <laughs> yes. I'm way out of the closet.
2: In whatever way, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, everyone, you can contact Rick. Uh, you Don't you have a calendar system through your online?
3: I do. Where- it's through, through my website, or you can go right to bookricknow.com. And it will take you right there. And what I did is um, I knew that the last time I was on the show with you, I had a lot of people from the show um, sign up for reading. So I saved to tomorrow, Thursday. Um, I blocked it off, and now I just opened it up. So Thursday, I'm wide open tomorrow um, for any of the listeners. So, so they can go to bookricknow.com and sign up for reading. I do Skype readings and phone readings and also in person. So I have customers all over the world. Um, and it works, even for the animals, um, through Skype. I've, I've actually read for Mystic for your dog um, through Skype when I first met you. So
2: That's right. sure did. Well, I want to thank you for honoring your gifts and uh, living out loud. It's very meaningful. And all that you thank are, you. and thank you for being such a great contribution to the intentional spirit today. Is there a a last sentence, thought, idea that you would like to leave with our audience today?
3: Well, I just want everybody to um, feel the joy, even though these times sometimes, you know, everybody's talking about how um, negative or um, time is speeding up. I feel like I don't have any time. Know that yeah. these are amazing times, even what we're going through right now. These are amazing times, and we're really on this leading edge that things are are changing, and a lot of times people don't like change, and that's why some of the things have to to come up that we thought we already dealt with. They're starting to come up again because we just need to make sure that they're dealt with and then move on, and we're learning a lot. So these are great times. Look forward to these times. Take time, 15 minutes a day, to turn off all of the devices, And just be still, because that will put you in alignment. Be out in nature whenever you can. That's what I do. Um, And I just wish the best for everybody, because I I just love everybody. Um, And and when you come from a place of that, I know you come from that place, too, Temple. Um, That's why we resonate. And when you resonate with people um, that are like-minded, you can feel that love. And that's what you want to do. You just want to show your love. Don't hide that under a bushel. Don't, you know, people ask me, how do you protect yourself? I say, no, I go into a big crowd, and I make sure that my light is shining bright so they can't just get in there. <laughs> it's like, That's you know, true. and my light is love. So That's right.
2: I always say, you know what? I survived myself. I'm, I'm living out loud now. That's just the way it is. That's just yeah. the way it is. God bless you on this amazing journey, Rick Finbo, and thank you for all that you do, and thank you for being on the show.
3: Thank you. Bye,
2: everybody.
1: Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications, which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org.
5: Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Dass, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to Unity.org and click on Publications.
2: When we think of peace, we may imagine ourselves sitting high on a mountaintop at daybreak or walking on a secluded beach while the sun sets. But peace isn't a luxury reserved only for special occasions or special places. It's an essential tool for daily living. My peace isn't dependent upon a particular place or event. At any time and in any circumstance, I can shift my focus from the appearances of life to the reality of peace within myself. Park Cousins said, How things look on the outside of us depends on how things are on the inside of us. So if you don't like what you're seeing around you, paint a different picture within you. Peace. What I see is what I get. Peace can
4: begin with me.
5: To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org.
0: The Voice of an Awakening World.
5: Weather forecasters can provide guesstimates based on scientific data, but in the end, we cannot know with absolute certainty what the weather will be until we live it. Life works the same way. We may think we know what's going to happen expecting the best while preparing for the worst. We can keep a positive frame of mind and weather any storm because we are one with the ever-present, miracle-working power of God. We are mightier than any circumstance on this earth because we are divine in nature and a part of the eternal. We live in a world where we can realize our possibilities because we know that with God all things are possible. And the way to keep our hearts and minds centered and focused on divine potentialities is through prayer. As author Frances W. Foulkes wrote in her book, Effectual Prayer, If the time of achievement seems long, pray. If the way seems dark, pray. If the results seem delayed, pray. Morning, noon, and night, pray. Pray without ceasing.
6: This Mindful Moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. For more than 90 years, Daily Word has helped people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Take advantage of our 30-day free trial of the digital edition. You'll receive access to the online magazine, a daily email with the Word for the Day, and the Daily Word app. To sign up for the 30-day free trial, visit unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword.
4: you ask with childlike wonder what is the nature of god who is jesus what is the christ how do we know what we know when you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical intangible aspects of life you are on some level a student of metaphysics new from unity house and nearly five years in the making heart-centered metaphysics a deeper look at unity teachings is now available This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you're just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of heart Center metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop.
6: What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe.
4: Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like Earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts, so you don't miss an episode.